Hello, and welcome to another episode of Boundless Body Radio. I'm your host, Casey Ruff, and today we're releasing another bonus episode. This is my recent appearance on the Utopian Talk Small Conversations for a Better World podcast, which is hosted by Paul Myers. This conversation was released on September 7th, 2022, under the title, A Healthy Lifestyle with Casey Ryan Ruff of Boundless Body Radio. And Paul and I absolutely agree that eggs are health food. They're one of my favorite foods to include in a diet and something that I definitely encourage people to get more of in their diets as it, they provide such amazing nutrition for people. This connection with Paul was made through one of their former guests, James Lehman, who lives in Bermuda. Be sure to check out the three-part series that Utopia Hen Talk did with James that covers an amazing story of James going onto a vegan diet and nearly destroying his health and how he transitioned from a vegan diet over to a carnivore diet and really saved his life essentially um, as his, his health was very, very poor. You can check him out on Instagram at the carnivorist. He's one of my favorite people to follow and be looking forward to an episode that we will be doing with him in the future. Be sure to check out the Utopia Hen podcast. Be sure to support them online. They put out great work on Instagram. Always check out your local farmers as well and make sure you are trying to get the best quality eggs possible. And now without further ado, here is my recent appearance on the Utopia Hen podcast. I'm tired all the time. I work my eight to five. I don't have energy for my kids. What if we flipped all of that? And now you're the one that's really active at your work and you're doing push-ups between meetings and you're getting outside for lunch. And then you come home and like you have awesome energy and you can play with your kids and listen to your wife and like enjoy your life. We see that kind of stuff all the time. And we notice that people that eat this way and decide to live this way, they are incredibly healthy. Welcome to Utopia Hen Talk, a podcast surrounding the journey towards health, sustainability, and building a better world together. Join us as we kick off engaging discussions with sustainability influencers, lifestyle bloggers, health and wellness coaches, bakers, and foodies, conscious people just like you who are taking steps towards a brighter future. It's time to join us on the journey because there's no planet B and there's no time like now to make a difference. All right. Well, welcome back to Utopia Hen Talk, where we have small and engaging conversations focused on building a better world together. Uh, welcome back to the episode, uh, or to the podcast, rather. Um, I'm excited for today's episode uh, with Casey Ruff. Um, Casey, I met uh, online through uh, a previous guest that we had had. There was sort of some some uh, some connections there that sort of got pieced together, and uh, I sort of reached out to Casey. Um, and asked him if he wanted to, to join us on the podcast, and he was willing and said, sure. So I'm excited to have him on. Casey is a certified personal trainer, um, and he has uh, been a personal trainer since 2007, um, successfully ran uh, a metabolic testing program for a large gym, oversaw 13 different programs there. He has just a bunch of certifications um, as a personal trainer, as a lifestyle coach. I won't list them all here. Uh, but I'm sure we'll get into the nitty gritty of of everything that that he does. Um, and together with his wife Bethany, they've created Boundless Body LLC. Um, they did that during the 2020 pandemic. Um, he's also, uh, along with being a guest on our podcast, he also hosts uh, two podcasts: um, Boundless Body Radio and How to Make a Podcast. Um, and he lives in South Jordan, Utah, with his wife Bethany. Their two dogs, uh, Rex and Tucker, and their cat Lily. 
and um, his free time, some of his hobbies are uh, cycling, playing hockey, and paddleboarding. So, uh, Casey, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you on. Thank you so very much, Paul. That was like the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> very cool. Well, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I sort of gave the rundown, but I'd love to hear you sort of, yeah, talk about yourself, sort of where you come from, um, what makes you you. Um, jump right into that. Sure. So I'm basically from the the Salt Lake City kind of area. I've lived here most of my life. Um, and, and we're just outside of Salt Lake City in a city called um, South Jordan, which is great. I was interested in architecture in college and was studying architecture when I joined a local kind of corporate gym um, for the off season for cycling because I needed something to do in the winter months besides play ice hockey. And that's when I kind of started watching the personal trainers and what they were doing and how they were working with their clients and interacting with them. They were also using heart rate monitors, which I've been using for quite some time. And I thought it looked really interesting. So I went into the personal training manager's office, asked what I needed to do to be a trainer. Um, he gave me the online certifications that I needed to go out and purchase and study for. And I hit the books for a few months and got hired in March of 2007 with zero experience. And I have been uh, personal training ever since. Awesome. Very cool. That's great. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit more about then um, do you do that full time? Is that your full time job? Uh, do you have something that tell us about that process sort of getting into that full time and then expound on that further to starting boundless body and, and what that is? Yeah, for sure. So yes, it is what I do full time, which is quite a challenge when you're first getting started to find clients, you really need to be available during the most popular times of the day. And obviously, if people are working nine to fives, you have to do um, what we call split shifts, where you're working from six in the morning until maybe 10, 11, noon, you get a few hours off in the middle of the day, and then you have to come back and work, you know, four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock into the night. And so that that was awful. Yeah, <laughs> it was awful. But it's a lot of what most personal trainers need to do to get going and, and meet people and get the experience that they need to become good personal trainers. And so fortunately with my work um, now, I've been able to create enough of a following and have enough business that I don't need to do that anymore. I've worked primarily mornings and afternoons um, with a lot of the same people that I've worked with for a long time now, which is really great. Um, my particular passion and interest was was involved with something that you mentioned in the introduction, which is metabolic testing. And so what we would do basically is we would use computers and machines that would then hook up to a mask that people would wear which would analyze people's breathing. And mm. by analyzing the breathing, we could understand how people were burning their calories, yeah. not only when they were resting, but also as they were exercising. And oh, wow. as you're breathing, you're producing different amounts of carbon dioxide. And so that can tell you how much fat versus how much you know sugar you're burning as your energy source. Hmm. And so I got to measure that for over a decade with people and really understand how the human body works and how it utilizes its calories and how our messaging around you know diet and exercise has been so flawed for so many years by telling people they need to focus on, you know, the calories in calories out model of fitness, um, yeah. which just doesn't seem to be very helpful for most people. And I think a lot of people can relate to that and understand that they tried the diets, they tried the workout programs, they were maybe successful for a few weeks before they really started to slow down and feel terrible and crave sugar. And that was not a sustainable program. 
Hey, it's Paul taking a quick break from our episode just to give a huge shout out to Anchor by Spotify. It's by far the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record, edit, and promote your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to many platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so much more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is completely free to use. So download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Back to the episode for them. So that was my primary interest. And that's what led me into my interest in nutrition. Um, and then and then boundless body was just my wife and I realizing that, you know, the pandemic had hit and behaviors of our clients were already changing. We lost access to our gym who put us on unemployment and, mm-hmm. and people started working out at home and they started wanting workouts at home or wanting workouts outside. They wanted to do remote sessions. And so understanding that those trends were really changing quickly, we just kind of had to adapt. And that's why we started our own business, boundless body, so we could continue working with people through the pandemic in really safe ways. Yeah. No, I love that. That's great. It's yeah, perfect progression. And uh, just seems like, yeah, really ended up, you know, with what your passions were and where you needed to be, and especially 2020. I feel like so many different um, brands sort of kicked off during that time, yeah. smaller businesses, places that really, um, and there was a huge shift in focus, I feel like as well, where so many people were staying home. There was um, number one, yeah, the people who were used to working out, going to gyms, now they no longer had that you know, the ability to do that. And then you also had the people right. who maybe weren't working out previously, but now they're stuck in the house and they've got all this time to think and everything. They're like, well, you know, maybe it would be good for me to lay off on the, on the cookies over there. And maybe I should totally. get my body in a little more shape. Um, yeah, that's awesome. absolutely. So tell me a little bit about then um, the, you were talking about sort of what you focused on um, there in the beginning with uh, sort of talking about the the breathing and sort of reading things through that. How does that, is that something that's still a big part of Balanced Body, is still a big part of what you do, or was that sort of something that sort of got you started? Um, and with all that, is that something where someone is like takes a test at one point and sort of gives a reading as far as like what they need to focus on. Is that a daily thing? Dive into that a little bit more. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So unfortunately, since the test involves, you know, basically me as the technician standing next to a treadmill where somebody is breathing concentrated air, my program was the first one to get shut down before the gym's pro the Mm. gym closed completely because, because of the respiration and, and obviously the risk of kind of COVID. And so whether that program came back at that gym, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it ever did come back or not. It's not a tool that we currently utilize, but it's more the lessons that we took from using it from so many years that we can then apply to people without really doing that test. And so basically you would come in, you would do the test. Um, we, we had two versions. So the, you would do it at a rested state and we would also do an active form where you were exercising. People would understand that more as like a VO2 test. And basically the things that we would learn from that, that we can now carry on and help teach our people is that the goal is not necessarily to go and have your workouts burn a bunch of calories. Think the person that's going to go into the gym in January and they're going to go to the treadmill section and they're going to run, 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 run until the treadmill says they burn 500 calories and they're going to leave the gym a hot, sweaty mess. They're going to feel like they did something really 
great for themselves. And perhaps they did, like they got a good workout. But the problem is we, we, we have a very poor understanding of what the workouts are causing our bodies to do long-term as mm. far as constant, as far as repercussions of that particular workout. So what you're doing when you're doing something like, like a lot of cardio, especially in a, in a higher heart rate zone and you're breathing heavier, you know, breathing in and out through your mouth, that is the body's response to burning lots of carbohydrates for fuel, meaning you're not burning the stored fat that you are probably wanting to burn off anyway mm. you're just burning a lot of calories but then your body compensates by teaching the body to literally be more efficient with its calories and so you're by doing that style of exercise you're literally telling your body to hoard energy save energy be really efficient with energy and when most of us have excessive amounts of energy we already have fat on our bodies and we want it up and gone yeah efficiency is the last thing that we want we don't want to be efficient with our calories we want to find ways to be inefficient with our calories so in that way i don't care if somebody goes to the gym and burns 500 calories during a workout i want to find the lifestyle factors that are going to make you burn 500 calories every single day without changing a thing just being yourself and living mm. and and once we understand those principles then we're teaching people to burn more calories all the time now they're getting much better results they don't get as hungry it's easy for them to not take in as many calories when they're focused on the proper food um and this is why we favor um strength training and 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 really value the importance of proper strength training with people because that muscle tissue that you're adding when you do proper strength training is that inefficient um form of tissue that's going to burn more calories for you. So we're, we're, we're less excited about talking about one particular workout and what one particular workout is going to do for you for calorie burning. We're more in, interested in what, what are the long-term things, the lifestyle things that we can change so that you can be fit and healthy and happy and burn off excessive fat very easily for the rest of your life. Got it. And so what are some of those things that you would have them do? Like say, let's take, uh, me, for example, somebody who I uh, feel like my situation is pretty typical work in an office eight to five or whatever it is, um, you know, get a um, sometimes you have a half an hour lunch break, sometimes you eat lunch at your desk, like someone like that who has that, you know, you're waking up early in the morning to get ready, go to work. And then by the time you get home from work, you know, you, you're tired, you're, you're worn out, you want to spend time with your family uh, or your wife or, your, um, you know what I mean? Talk to us about that type of lifestyle, what would be the things that you'd be recommending in that situation? Dude, that, that is so tough. That is a very real concern and a very real problem and something we have to deal with all the time, especially after the pandemic where mm. people were even more inside. It can be a real challenge. So the things I would have people think about um, when they're in that setting is we really want people to be moving. What what can you do to involve movement? And not, yeah. not a workout, but just active. Can you get outside during the day? Surely there's some meetings that you have that you could take on a phone where you could be walking around the building. Um, if you have a lunch break, maybe you can go do that outside in the fresh air and, and work in like a 15 or 20 minute walk. That yeah. kind of movement stuff, finding ways to sneak that in, I think can be really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one place that I would start. I think getting outside is super important. Um, the second thing I would do is, is learn how to properly strength train. So we talked about the strength training as far as the benefit metabolically in the body um, of, of increasing your inefficiency with calories and teaching your body to burn 
burn more calories all the time. And most people think, well, I don't have the energy to go to a gym seven days a week and work out for an hour. And the great thing that we've learned is as long as you're doing strength training properly, there is absolutely no need for you to be doing that style of workout every single day. You can very, very effectively strength train doing one or maybe two workouts a week that are not more than 20, 30 minutes in a lot of cases. That's a really exciting thing. The trick is you have to push yourself safely to wherever your physical limits are. So think about like sitting down on a chest press machine, moving a chest press machine really, really slowly until you get to this kind of phase where you like, it's really difficult to keep the bar moving and you kind of have to stop. What that does is sends a signal to your body that it has to get stronger. It has no choice. Your body just understands that you were maybe pushing up against a rock and you got to a point where you couldn't push anymore. So now it has to build more muscle, build more bone density, which is super important. All the connective tissue where most people get injured, that all happens through that style of, of strength training. And if you can send that signal effectively to your muscles, that signal doesn't need to be sent very frequently. You can get away with once or twice a week with very time efficient workouts. So that should be really good news for most people. They don't need to be in in a gym as much as bodybuilders do. And the third thing, and probably the most important thing that I would tell people is you need to find the foods that are not just going to make your stomach feel full. You need to find the foods that will make you be absolutely satiated to the point that you don't have to think about food anymore because you are simply not hungry. And this is the challenge of our food system, especially when you look inside of office buildings. It is extremely difficult when I see these break rooms in office buildings that have the best tasting foods all everywhere for free in colorful packages and juices and sodas. And they're screaming at you sometimes saying that they're healthy and they're fortified. And, and those foods are designed to keep people extremely hungry. They're the best, best combination of salty, sugary, fatty foods, processed foods that people cannot stop eating. That's the way they're designed. Food companies are there to make money. And so they want you hooked and addicted on their products because they need to sell you products for a very long time. When we get out of that paradigm, we start to discover which foods actually make us feel so satiated that we're not really all that hungry that much. And this is what led me to coaching, you know, low carbohydrate and and ketogenic diets. And what eventually led me to carnivore style diets where we're teaching people that yes, it is absolutely safe to eat 100% animal products Meat is not going to kill you. Have as many eggs as you like. It is one of the best, most complete foods you could possibly find. And I want my people to eat those foods until they can barely look at that food anymore. They set their fork down and say, I am stuffed. I couldn't take another bite if I tried. And they start to learn like, wow, I just, after having that meal last night, I wasn't even hungry until 2 p.m. the next day. So now they're doing things like your former guest, Cynthia Thurlow promotes, which we've hired her or we've had her on our show as well. Now you're doing fasting, but you're not even trying to fast. You're just simply not Mm. hungry. Your energy is great. You feel amazing. You're able to build muscle. You just took away all of those issues that you were describing for most people. And I think that if we follow those three things, everything else will really sort itself out. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, I think, I think that's so important. I think, yeah, the type of food you're eating, especially when you're doing something like a intermittent fasting or something like that, what the, what you're putting in your body is definitely more important than how much or how little, um, Huge. for sure. Um, so talk to us then a little bit about those low-carb, uh, 
I can't speak. Those low carbohydrate, that's a hard thing to say. Low carbohydrate diet. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Talk to us about those sort of lifestyles, the ketogenic and carnivore diets. Um, What are the ones that you work with most? What do you recommend? What do they look like? Yeah, absolutely. So again, for most people, they are in a food system that is designed to keep them very hungry so that people keep purchasing processed food products. That's the reality of the situation we're in. When we look back and we really think about how we would have lived as humans, Cynthia also talked about this on your show. You know, we've talked to several paleoarchaeologists and anthropologists to talk about our human evolution. Humans were designed to run on proteins and fats. It is Mm -hmm. the only food that we would have had available to us 365 five days out of the year in most places in the planet. And I'll give you a good example. I did this last weekend. I just spent some time up camping in the mountains up at 9,000 feet here in Utah is just an amazing place to be. And there was a family there. They found a blueberry bush. I I had no idea blueberry bushes could grow up at that high altitude. And they worked for several hours and picked like a half a baggie of berries that they picked themselves. And you think about that, that food is not going to be available there. That food is only going to be ripe for a very limited amount of time. Right next to them was another family who was fishing and they were catching fish like every five minutes. And in 15, 20 minutes, they probably could have caught all the food they needed in a day. And that's food that would have been available to them 365 days out of the year. Those fish are there. They just need to find different ways to catch them. And so we think about our human evolution and we realize that we did not evolve in a society where there was sugar available everywhere, where there was processed foods available everywhere. And when we started agriculture about 10,000 years ago, we started to gradually change our diets. And that's when our brains first started to shrink. Um, And then 200 and 100 years ago, when we saw that we started making sugar very cheap and accessible, and when we started to use um, unhealthy fats, so seed oils, vegetable oils, Mm -hmm. which ironically don't have a drop of vegetables in them, They're made from seeds and highly processed. Our diets really took a turn and really went downhill. And now we have this plant-based movement that's telling people that that eating a plant-based diet is going to be better for your health and will be better for the planet, which is a scam. It's a total scam. It's not true. It's not based on any kind of science. We need to get back to our ancestral roots of eating the foods that had the best nutrition in, in the most absorbable form for humans. And for humans, that's animal products. So, so ketogenic and low-carbohydrate diets are ones that, that remove the processed foods from people by adding in the foods that we've been told are unhealthy for us in the last 60 to 70 years. Saturated fat is not bad for you. Cholesterol is, is not bad for you. Calling LDL cholesterol bad cholesterol is untrue and not based in science. So when we start reintroducing the people to these foods, like eggs, like meat, like red meat in particular, people start finding out that they start losing fat they start feeling much better. The sugar cravings will subdue. They don't have as many sugar cravings. And they start to realize they don't need as much food as they thought they did to keep themselves powered. They learn how to basically burn off their own fat. And in that process, the liver makes what are called ketones, which is an alternate fuel source for carbohydrates. And that can be great brain food. It's great heart food. Um, We notice that ketogenic and low-carbohydrate and carnivore diets are very, very good for mental disorders, for issues with the gut, issues with the skin. Um, and, and I'll go back to the interview that you did with James when you asked him, like, what's, what's something surprising that you noticed when you went on a carnivore diet? I'll yeah. agree with him a thousand percent. When I switched to eating only animal products, my mental clarity and my connection that I feel towards this planet went up drastically. Hmm. I'd always been pretty optimistic and, and pretty happy guy, but, but literally after two or three weeks of cutting 
uh, all plant foods out of my diet, I felt amazingly better mentally. Um, and, and I would say spiritually, my gratitude for things was much, much higher. And I, I didn't think that would be possible through diet. So that's what it looks like for most people. Um, some people are really good, you know, jumping into the deep end of the pool where, yeah, it's going to shock the system a little bit, but you'll, you'll get through the adjustment period. Other people like to wait in a little bit longer term. Um, and, and that is totally fine too. It might take a little longer to get adjusted, but it might be a gentler transition, but just for most people, giving them permission to going back and eating animal proteins and fats together is totally fine and safe. And whatever way that people want to do that, if you can get more animal products in your diet, the better you're going to feel. Got it. Yeah. Um, that's great to hear, especially, you know, coming from an egg company and stuff like that, where we're promoting, yeah, eggs, oh. protein, uh, just eggs is the the best natural source of protein out there. And um, it's why we love, you know, just having conversations with people like you and different uh, co health coaches and trainers and everything like that, because uh, across the board, we just hear how, how beneficial that, uh, that protein is and the eggs and just everything that's inside of them, especially when you go to a pasteurized organic um, oh, egg, there's just nothing better. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And I was, before this conversation, I was adding up in my head how many eggs I eat in a week. Yep. <laughs> I um, I average 10 eggs a day that I eat, oh, wow. <laughs> which okay. is a lot of eggs. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, th this last weekend locally um, at, at my local store, uh, pasture eggs, eggs um, went on sale. They, they were just about to expire, which is no problem for me because I eat so many, like they're never going to expire. I'm going to eat them all. Um, and Boy, just the difference in a pasture-raised egg, a chicken that is allowed to live its current lifestyle or its its normal lifestyle and peck around and roam around and get nutrition that we can't do. We don't do this very well as humans. They get nutrition from all of these different plants yeah. and lots of varieties of plants. And they've got the, their stomach systems are designed to convert that magically, like cows, magically convert it into high-quality proteins and fats. Yeah. And eggs, a great example. I feel like this is why you guys are doing such amazing work getting that message out there that yes, this is health food. You will not find health food in the supplement store or in the produce section. Yeah. It's not kale, it's eggs, it's eggs mm. and meat. It's so we, we absolutely love your work and love supporting what you do. It's been really fun to listen to the podcast as well and understand like what, what goes behind the scenes and the Q and a sections that you do are, are always really helpful and understanding like, wow, I, for, for a food that I eat so much of, I really didn't know that much about it. And so it's been really fun to like learn more about my, one of my favorite foods yeah that's awesome yeah i mean eggs are just fascinating just the whole you know everything that surrounds them is really just it's interesting to sort of dive in and, and learn the effects and uh just see what what role they play in, in health and 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 all that um so that's great love that um all right so talk to us a little bit about being a personal trainer um talk to us about maybe your description of how you view a personal trainer to actually be what is what is your role in your eyes and then um talk to us sort of about your day-to-day -day and your clients and everything like that man yeah that's a really great question so <laughs> i thought that personal training was going to be me writing very um detailed program descriptions we're going to do this exercise this exact way for this many reps and sets and this much time and then we're going to do this one right after because we i need to activate these other muscle groups and i learned pretty quickly that people needed accountability and oftentimes i was a pretty low-priced uh therapist <laughs> for a lot of people um with my clients you know my <laughs> 
it, it's interesting. So I, there's somebody that I started personal training virtually, um, who lives on the East coast. And so to this day, you know, being in Salt Lake city, I have not met this person. We okay. in person. Yeah. So we've worked, we work two times a week, um, for about 45 minutes each time. And I was just telling her like, Hey, check it out. Like it's our two year anniversary. We've been working together for two years through the screen. And she was like, Oh my goodness. I can't believe it's been two years. It seems like it's been way longer than that. Mm. And that's kind of what it's like with us in personal training. If you train with a trainer, they will get to know you like weirdly very well and learn details about you and your life that not many people know. And I would say that with most of my clients, I spend, you know, if it's an hour or two hours a week that I spend with them, I might know as much as their spouse knows about them (laughs) because it's a lot of time. Yeah. (laughs) So, so the personal training, I, I recommend it even if, even if you don't have the means to do it consistently for a very long time, I go back to what we were talking about as far as proper strength training. Proper strength training is so critical for health. It's so important. So even if you just find somebody that you pay to teach you proper form and a few ideas so that you can do it safely for the rest of your life, then that to me is money well spent. Um, You know, obviously personal trainers cost differently and some have different programs, but I wish more people would just say like, Hey, let me try a trainer for a few sessions. This isn't the rest of my life. I'm not committing to three times a week forever, but let me learn how to use these machines. Let me understand how to do this safely and properly so that they don't get hurt. Um, I think that's a really good value. Uh, I do think it's good advice for people if they're looking for a trainer to try a few different ones. We're all very, very different, even though we might have the same certifications. We all have different nuances, different life experiences, different personalities. I'm not, you know, Jillian Michaels and going to be yelling at you to like sprint on a treadmill. I'm going to be coaching you through a few things. And then we're going to use that time, not just for, you know, me counting to 12 for you and setting up the next machine, but we're going to use that time to talk about how is your nutrition? What is something that you did really successfully this week? What's one thing you think we should work on this week? And you're always like workshopping with people and having conversations and, and, and trying to listen. So we're really trying to maximize that time because at the end of the day, you know, the gym is, you know, it's fun. It's fine. Some people really love that. But the point of all of this is to go have an awesome life. Go have energy to hang out with your kids. You, you, The scenario that you described earlier, I think is a fantastic one that most people know. I'm tired yeah. all the time. I work my eight to five. I don't have energy for my kids. What if we flipped all of that? And now you're the one that's really active at your work and you're doing push-ups between meetings and you're getting outside for lunch. And then you come home and like you have awesome energy and you can play with your kids and listen to your wife and like enjoy your life. We see that kind of stuff all the time. And we notice that people that eat this way and decide to live this way, they are incredibly healthy, happy individuals who well into their 60s and 70s are just thriving. And it's so cool to see that when the rest of the world is unfortunately not going the right direction. Yeah. No, that's that's huge. That's so, so important um, for sure. All right. Well, we got about 10 minutes, uh, eight to 10 minutes left in our interview here. I want to, I want to be respectful of, of time and of our listeners and everything. So why don't you take some time now, uh, Casey and share with us anything that's on your mind that maybe I haven't asked a question about yet, a topic that we haven't covered. Um, feel free to use this time to, to do that and speak to our listeners. Okay, awesome. I'm going to, um, I'm gonna, the podcaster in me can't contain myself sometimes. So I want to ask you, um, yeah. what is your what is your favorite way to prepare eggs? Favorite way to prepare eggs? Wow. Um, <laughs> I like them over easy. I like them fried over nice. easy. 
So um, I was actually up visiting family this weekend and uh, my wife's grandma um, made us breakfast every single morning um, and she was making me just great over easy eggs with runny yolks. So good. And every morning I ate like three of them. And eventually I just asked her like on Sunday morning, I was just like, can you show like, how are you making these? Cause I always try to make them and they never turn out this good. This is exactly how I like them. So she showed me how to make them. Um, she added about medium heat, I think. And she sort of cracked it in the pan and, um, yeah, kept it on there until she could get her spatula underneath the egg and it could move a little and it wasn't sticking to the pan. Then once that was doing that, she flipped it over, shut the stove off and that was it. And it sat on the pan for maybe 10 seconds before she put it on the plate. So good. Anyway, that sounds amazing. That's that's my answer. Over easy. That sounds amazing. My wife has actually been making eggs in that style in the evenings and she'll do like four or five at a time. And they just always come out like so good every time. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That's awesome. So I've got two ways that I like to do mine. So first I'll do, um, for during the week, I I like to be really busy with my clients and really focus on them and what they've got going on. And so I generally will eat twice a day, no more than that. Um, and my first meal will be anywhere from about eight to 10 eggs. And I like those best when they're soft boiled. So if you take an instant pot, And you have the tray on the bottom. If you add a little bit of water on the bottom and then basically seal up the Instant Pot, you can kind of steam them really quickly. And that creates like really consistent kind of hard-boiled or soft-boiled eggs that are absolutely delicious and easy to just kind of crack and and eat um, in the middle part of the day. I will say um, I I will use some sauces and some condiments. And I will say eggs are best with green Tabasco. And that is based on science. It's objective, hard science. It's that you you have to have a green Tabasco. Yeah. No, no. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Based on a study I just made up. And uh, (laughs) the second way I like to do on the weekends when I do have a little bit more time, I I found this recipe from one of our guests where she'll put um, usually like four or five tablespoons of butter in a pan and then have really kind of whipped eggs and Mm -hmm. poured in. and you just kind of slowly move them and just keep them moving for about 20 or 30 minutes. So it's a little time consuming, but it makes the tastiest, most delicious scrambled eggs that I've ever had. And this weekend, um, I ate 18 at one time. Yeah. Wow. No, I have had that exact, uh, yeah. Butter, uh, the eggs exactly. And then put some cheese on top if, if you're into cheese, but, um, so good. Great. So good. So good. And then again, I would want people to kind of think about that experience. Think about the last time you went out to breakfast and you made eggs a part of your meal. You had an omelet, you had scrambled eggs, whatever way that you like them. And think about like how that day went for you. And when did you really feel like you needed a snack? Or when did you feel like you were very hungry? And most people Mm -hmm. say like, oh yeah, like I had that and I just wasn't all that hungry for the rest of the day. And it's like, that's great. That's putting your body in a state where it's going to burn fat, which is fantastic. So good for health. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, come to the end of our time here, Casey. It's been great having you on. I'd love to bring you on again. The time just completely flew, but I'd love to bring you on for a part two here in the future. Um, dive into some more uh, topics related to, yeah, you know, personal training and, and health and all that. Um, but before we go, do you have, why don't you give us some recommendations uh, to our listeners as far as like podcast books, um, things that you would recommend that they that they look into Man, great question. Okay, so I absolutely love your podcast and the work that you're doing. I think you cover a variety of topics, which is very interesting. Um, I'm going to 
go with James also. He answered the Peak Human podcast. And yeah. I find that to be um, a really good um, educational one. And he does recommend going to the very beginning and listening to the beginning. And yeah. I can say I, he's done almost 200 episodes. I've never missed one. And I think it's a, a nice way to really think about things like regenerative agriculture, mm. pasture raised animals, how we uh, you know use our food systems and what is best, not only for the planet, but also for our own health. Yeah. Um, one book that I would very highly recommend, I believe James recommended this one as well. Um, he said it's not available in the United States yet, but I got a copy from England called The Great Plant-Based Con yep. by Jane Buxton. You can see it's a pretty thick book, really yeah. good read. Um, but but it, it does just talk about where this plant-based uh, push is coming from and and what that um, what that does to people's health and to um, you know the different the different people and and um, you know organizations that are controlling our nutrition policies and how detrimental that can be for us. And so I, I do I recommend some of those. I think they're very thought provoking. And I would just I would want somebody to try if this sounds completely crazy. If doing a carnivore diet sounds completely crazy, like I would I would want people to at least try it for thirty days and see how they feel. Awesome. And where can our listeners find you? Yeah. So the easiest place is our website, which is myboundlessbody.com. We have lots of different offers on our website. And one of them is a free 30 minute consultation. So anybody around the world can book a free spot with us to chat about really anything we can talk about, um, you know, exercise, we can talk about nutrition or any other lifestyle things that people want to chat about is totally fine. Um, they can do that through our website, myboundlessbody.com. They'll also find our website, our blog, our monthly newsletter, all of that stuff's there. So the best place is um, myboundlessbody.com. And yeah, we encourage anybody if they want to spend some time chatting with us, they can book a free 30 minute uh, consultation. Awesome. All right, Casey. Well, thank you so much for coming on, for answering our questions. And I know this episode is going to be very beneficial to all of our listeners. Um, listeners, let us know if you want to hear from Casey again. We'd love to bring him back for a part two, just to sort of dive into um, some more details of of his life and his work and, and everything that he's working on, um, for sure. Um, all right. Well, Casey, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you, Paul. This was a real pleasure. Absolutely. All right. And to all of our listeners, thanks for tuning in to Utopia Hen Talk. We'll see you again next week. You've been listening to Utopia Hen Talk, where we believe that making a big difference starts with one small act, one small decision, one small change, one small promise to simply do better. Join us on the journey. So thanks again for checking out this bonus episode of my recent appearance on the Utopia Hen Talk, Small Conversations for a Better World podcast with Paul Myers. Like we said in the introduction, be sure to go and give them a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so that they can get this message out to more people. And I would definitely encourage you to follow them at Utopia Hen Farms on Instagram as they put out an amazing amount of content that's really educational and really shows how much they value their animals and food that is really raised at a high quality quality. We always recommend that our clients find pasture-raised eggs from local sources where possible. And again, thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode. Be sure to give us also a rating and review on Apple as it helps us get this message out to more people. And thanks again for listening to Balanced Body Radio.